the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Friend, when you really keep the Sabbath right, you will stop trying to work your way into heaven. Temple time on the seventh day is a sign that you are finished by faith before you start. That is Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call at any time, 24-7, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Someone is standing by right now to take your phone call. Today's broadcast with Pastor Michael Oxentenko is entitled Temple Time. And the end of the world. That's Temple Time and the end of the world, and we hope that you enjoy it. Remember that you can always find this broadcast and many more online at reachingyourheart.com. That's reachingyourheart.com. Here's our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentenko. Some people say, well, you know, I don't want to come to church on Sabbath. I just soon go on the Internet and get it. Now, some of you are sick, and this we understand. That some of you haven't been to church in months and you're using the internet as an excuse to stay away. I'm telling you, the door that's open is the church door. And if you can get here, and some of you can't, but if you can get here, you should be here to encourage the people of God and experience God's presence in His house. He was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and He saw an open door. And what does that mean? It means He was free. He was not a slave. He was a free man. Friend, the Sabbath is an open door to the temple of God in heaven, and we are free as we worship God in his way. When a man or woman comes to know Jesus right and honor the seventh-day Sabbath as the Sabbath of the Lord our God, there is an open door in their worship experience because the Sabbath is temple time, and God is in his temple. There are only two places in the book of Revelation where John writes specifically about an open door. You've probably figured out today that we're having a Bible study in church. Have you figured that out? Yeah, we have a Bible study. So you have a Bible, you open that Bible. All right, there are two places where the word open is used in the book of Revelation. The first is right here when John saw an open door on Patmos. It occurred on the Sabbath day. The other is the Church of Philadelphia. Now, why that's so important. The Church of Philadelphia is a prophetic picture of the last church generation that will usher in the coming of the Lord. The Church of Philadelphia represents the great Advent awakening in the 1800s that gives rise to the final religious revival in the history of the world. Revelation 3.8, I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. So he said this in the apostolic era, and now he says it for the great Advent awakening at the end of the world. I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. And I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. You know, friend, I don't know about you, but I struggle with willpower at times. Sometimes I get compulsive in my life. Have you ever been compulsive in your life? Where you think you're going fine and then you end up messing up? 
you have a bad attitude for a little bit, or you find yourself drifty, I need the Sabbath so I won't drift. I need consistent worship in my life so I don't fall away. I'm the preacher. What do you need? That's what I need. You know, as the older I get, as I sense the coming of Christ, I believe in plain talk. Friend, the Sabbath is a temple in time to find God because God finds us when God opens the door to His secret chambers so weak men and women like you and me can have just a little power, maybe a lot of power, to enter into the presence of God and to know Jesus. You see, weak Christians need the Sabbath day. Struggling saints need the Sabbath day. If you're not doing well in your life and you are hanging on to God's Word in life with a little power, you need the Sabbath day to open the door to the temple of God, to grow in God. Why? Because God has placed before you that open door because God is in His temple waiting for you. Both the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation teach that the final end time issues will be over the issue of worship. And the Sabbath will be at the heart of final end time issues. I can prove that to you if you're honest enough to go the distance with me. Or you can sit in class and it'll take you through the evidence in Daniel Revelation. The Sabbath and worship is at the heart of eschatological end time issues. The stone in the image of Daniel 2 strikes the image on the feet where an image is worshipped. It's to show us that worship is on trial at the time of the end. In Revelation 13, the mark of the beast issue is over forced worship. Revelation 13, verse 12, the Bible is speaking of the lamb-like beast, a false Christian power that arose at the end of the Middle Ages that would enforce a counterfeit Christianity and a church-state fusion at the end of the time that is not really the church of Jesus Christ. Verse 12, it, that lamb-like beast, exercises all the authority of the first beast in its presence. The first beast is the world kingdom order of the Middle Ages. It comes back. And this new superpower in world history around the 1800s, moving into the present era, will bring religion and force it upon this country. And by so doing it, look what it says. It makes the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. That's forced worship. It goes on to say in verse 15, it causes those who would not worship the image of the beast to be slain. I mean, if you think that we're going to just slip into eternity without an end-time struggle, you're missing it. Tribulation is coming. What John went through, a bigger dose is going to happen to us. The Bible teaches that one day the world kingdom order will force worship again right here in the United States of America. In fact, the world order tries to force it all the time down our throats. Have you ever noticed how hard it is to get the church and to follow God because the world is pressuring you to do something else? Have you noticed that? So we have a little foretaste of it now. If you can't deal with it now, what are you going to do in the last day? If you don't dress it right in your life and the pressures of a seven-day week and one-day rest, how on earth are you going to get through it? Now, I was just on the Drudge Report and this is how the Dow closed. The Dow was down 666 points. Now, I'm not into making meaning out of that. But I thought that was interesting since I was preaching a little bit on the mark of the beast today. Friends, 666, they can laugh about it like that. It's coming one day. This test of loyalty will be here one day. How loyal are you to God today? That's the salient question. 
We have an open door of opportunity in the Sabbath, in the Word of God, in Christian witness to be right on and vibrant with the Lord. We need a revival at this time of earth's history because Christ is coming. I mean, this lukewarm, don't fool around, don't say anything kind of Christianity will not win the world to Christ and will not position you correctly for Christ. Friend, the world tries to suck the wind out of you so you don't have any energy in life for church or for personal time. And you know, when you're under pressure, it's not the time to quit, it's the time to become engaged. It's time to pray and time to seek God in the Sabbath day and let the temple and time work for you. God's rest is like a holy place and it has a door to it. You must enter into it, God's rest, to have His rest and to have Him. Because His rest, now hear me, must have you. His rest must have you so the door is open. Hebrews 4.9 So then... There remains a sabbatismos, the Greek says, a Sabbath kind of rest for the people of God. Now, some people say, well, he's not talking about the Sabbath here. He's talking about Sabbath rest. You know how foolish that is? How can you talk about Sabbath rest and say the Sabbath is done away with? I mean, this defies basic logic. The writer of Hebrews, is just the Apostle Paul, is saying, look, the Sabbath is a perpetual sign of what we have in the gospel, of an abiding Sabbath rest for the people of God. Look at verse 10. For whoever enters God's rest also ceases from his labors as God did from his. That's Genesis 2, what happened on the seventh day. And then it comes into our day. Look what he says in verse 11. Let us, that's the language of creation, let us make man in our image. Let us therefore strive... We are to participate with the power of God. Let us strive to enter that rest that no one of you may fall by the same sort of disobedience. You see, to not take advantage of God's wonderful rendezvous in Jesus on the seventh day is to be disobedient. The Sabbath is a sign of righteousness by faith in the last days. The reformers went to the stake and they died for the teaching of righteousness by faith. That in Christ they are accepted. In Christ, grace alone is enough. That faith lays hold of the merit of Christ. And that God accepts us as if we had never sinned. They died horrible deaths to declare that to the medieval church and to give us the Bible in these last days. And friend, when you really keep the Sabbath right, you will stop trying to work your way into heaven. Temple time on the seventh day is a sign that you are finished by faith before you start. God's grace is received by faith at the beginning of your faith journey. And you are complete in Jesus right now by faith. That's why you go through that door. And so you rest in Him by faith as your Savior. In the journey of tribulation, you are accepted by Him. And in the final tribulation, you are accepted by Him all the way to the end of time because the door was open for you. Friend, the Sabbath is not some legalistic remnant of Judaism that must be discarded at the time of the end. The Sabbath is the sign of the everlasting covenant that teaches us the truth of righteousness by faith that must be embraced to face the end. The Sabbath is God's personal invitation. It's very personal. God says to you, I want to know you. I want you to be my friend. I want to share my power, my character, my love, my truth with you. And so I am in my temple in time. I've opened a door. Will you come in? Paul says we should strive to enter that rest. What does that mean? Well, I'm going to be very practical here. It means setting the alarm clock on a Saturday morning to get to church on time. I mean, doesn't it? You want me to just talk to you or be honest with you today? Some of you do. The rest of you don't. Some of you don't. 
I'm being honest with you. Set the alarm clock to get to church on time because you must strive to enter that rest. You are listening to Reaching Your Heart. More with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. A reminder, we are a listener-funded ministry. We do appreciate your support. If you can help us out with a financial contribution, here's the phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can also find us on the web at reachingyourheart.com. Here he is, Pastor Mike, once again. I'm being honest with you. Set the alarm clock to get to church on time because you must strive to enter that rest. And to participate in temple time on time. Imagine God, you know, we have greeters here at the door. I was one this morning. But you know who's really greeting you at the door? The Lord Jesus through the Holy Spirit wants to greet you coming through the door. Be here on time. It means going to bed early enough on Friday. Now, you know, forget watching the stuff you shouldn't watch anyway. Don't watch it. Cut your TV off when the sun goes down and allow yourself to get some sleep so you can get up and get to church on time. So you can get here and make a difference on Saturday. It means coming anyway. Now, let's say you are tired. You've had a long week. You're just tuckered out. And you just really don't want to go to church because you worked a 50-hour work week. You ever had a week like that? And you're just whipped tired. You work a night shift. Well, I want to tell you something here. And don't throw tomatoes at the preacher. If you're tired, you come to church, you snooze in the pew. I would rather have you in church snoozing in the pew, doing your best to be in the presence of God, than trying to look good to some legalistic saint who wants to make you feel bad. Listen, I have fallen asleep in the pew before. I almost fell asleep up here one day. I mean, I worked this crazy week from the building program, and I'm the preacher trying to stay awake so I can preach the sermon. You're not going to be hard on me if I'm doing my best, are you? I'm not going to be hard on you if you're doing your best. I want you in the presence of God. It really means putting forth the effort to be in the spirit of the Lord's day and show up for the blessing. The book of Revelation teaches us that there will be a great revival of Sabbath keeping just before Jesus returns. I mean, there's no missing this. The book of Revelation teaches it. Have you ever wondered why there are so many sevens in the book of Revelation? Seven churches, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven plagues. And when the number seven comes around, like in the seven seals, there is silence and rest in heaven. It is finished in the temple scenes with the number seven. God gets it done just like he did at creation on the seventh day. I mean, there's no missing it. The Sabbath is embedded in the book of Revelation. God is trying to tell us that the number seven matters at the end. And the Sabbath rest matters at the end and all the way through time. Does it matter enough to you for you to strive to enter into God's rest as God did on the seventh day? Revelation 14.11 says, The worshipers of the beast have no rest day or night. The Greek word for rest here is anapausis. Third angel's message, and it means Sabbath rest. The beast's power at the end will enforce a false form of worship in the last days. And this Antichrist power, according to the book of Revelation, will have no anapausis, no Sabbath rest for the worshipers of the beast. The worshipers of God will have Jesus. They will have gone through that open door. They will be growing in grace. They're not perfect, but they're in Christ. Are you with me? Therefore, they're perfect to God. And we're going to let God take care of the perfection part. You know, you can focus so much on being perfect, you end up being awful. I'm serious. You can focus so much on being perfect, you end up being awful. 
That's why you need Jesus. Christ will finish the work He starts in you. You'll be perfect in Him. And you'll be perfect at the right time. But you focus on Christ and you'll make it. Revelation 14.12 tells us who they are. Here is the call for the endurance of the saints. Those who keep the commandments of God, including the fourth commandment, the Sabbath. And the faith of Jesus. Friend, obeying God's Word has its own reward. Keeping the Sabbath as temple time takes you into the presence of Jesus in His temple. And this will be the more true at the end of the world. The book of Revelation teaches us that one day temple time will come to an end in the sense that the door closes. And just before the seven plagues are poured out on this world, that door will be shut. And we have to realize that an opportunity is not always open for us. The door to know Christ will be shut, which means that human probation will come to an end. Friend, the Sabbath is a hedge in your life. It's an opportunity to be shut in by God and to be safe for the time of the end. In Revelation 15.1, the Bible says, I saw another sign in heaven, great and wonderful, seven angels with seven plagues, which are the last, for with them the wrath of God is ended. Now notice the language of the seventh day here. Here John saw a sign. In Ezekiel 20.12, the Bible says, I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctifies them. Here John saw seven angels and seven plagues. The Sabbath is the seventh day. Here John saw that they are the last. The Sabbath is the last day of the week before time starts all over again with Sunday. And so it is a symbol of the end of the world. John saw that with the seventh plague, the wrath of God is ended. Just like the seventh day was ended in Genesis 2-2 when God finished His work. And so God will finish His work of wrath, of judgment at the end. The Sabbath stuff that John sees in Revelation 15 doesn't end here. Look at verse 2. I saw what appeared to be a sea of glass mingled with fire. And those who had conquered the beast in its image and the number of its name standing beside, literally in the Greek, upon the sea of glass with harps of God in their hands. And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and wonderful are thy deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, O King of the Ages. Now, in the second temple period when Jesus was alive, that temple that was destroyed in 70 A.D., John is here drawing by the power of the Holy Spirit the imagery of a special service in the temple. There was only one time when the song of Moses was mixed with the music of harpers, harpists, harp music. And it was the Saturday morning Sabbath liturgy of the temple at the time of Christ. And so this J. Alfred Edersheim in his book, The Temple, is very careful in his careful scholarship to note that this is the Sabbath song of the Christian church in Revelation 15. It was how they worshiped in the temple at the time of Christ. Revelation 15.3 is a direct allusion to the great Sabbath song in the Old Testament in Psalms 92. Take your Bibles and open it here. Just open your Bibles. Turn to Psalms 92. And this is the only song in the Hebrew Bible that was dedicated to the Sabbath. And you'll notice in verse 1, it says a song for the Sabbath. It's the only song like that. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to the name of Most High. You know, I like singing a lot. Don't you like singing? I mean, I'm a lousy singer, but I like singing. I do. I mean, I put up with you if you put up with me, and we sound awful together, but great to God, right? We don't have to have professional choirs around here to really enjoy the Sabbath. The Sabbath starts by saying, let's start singing. Now look at verse 5. Now here's the quote. 
Now look, Revelation 15.3 says, Great and wonderful are thy deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. I mean, there's a prominent pastor around here boasting, well, the Sabbath is not in the book of Revelation. He doesn't read the book of Revelation. It's packed in the book of Revelation. Great and wonderful are thy deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Revelation 15.3. It's coming from the Sabbath song of the Old Testament. Psalms 92.5. How great are thy works, O Lord. And it's a direct quote from there. In the victory song with harps and Song of Moses, which is Sabbath liturgy, they quote the great Sabbath song of Psalms 92.5 because it's this victory song of the Sabbath at the end of the world. Revelation 15.4, Who shall not fear and glorify thy name? The language of the first angel's message of Revelation 14.6 and 7, O Lord, for thou art holy. All nations shall come and worship thee, for thy judgments have been revealed. And this is the zinger. This is the end of the world language. And right there, was a direct allusion back to the book of Isaiah. And the great promise in Isaiah that is framed around the end of the world in Isaiah 66. Revelation 15.4 says, All nations shall come and worship thee. The Greek literally says, Bow down before thee. The text says, All nations shall come and bow down before thee. Where is this verse coming from in the Old Testament? Take your Bibles, open them. How many of you want to eat from the leaves of the tree of life? You want that? I can prove to you the leaves of the tree of life are the pages of your Bible. I can prove it linguistically from a linguistic structure in the Revelation. It's chiastic. That the, the book of life and the tree of life are chiastic. So when you turn the leaves of your Bible, you're eating from the leaves of the tree of life. So let's use our Bible leaves. Isaiah 66, 22 and 23. For as the new heavens and the new earth, which I will make shall remain before me. He's saying that, look, this stuff doesn't end. The new heavens and new earth are forever. Says the Lord, so shall your seed or descendants and your name remain. In other words, you can live forever. That's what he's saying. You can keep on living and living and living and living forever. Man, pinch yourself to live forever. Now, what are you going to do forever? Look at verse 23. From new moon to new moon, every month, and from Sabbath to Sabbath, Every week, all flesh will do what? Will calm down and worship. You know, if the Lord, he says, well, all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. This is where Revelation 15 is coming from. It's directly quoting it from here. The great Sabbath victory song over the mark of the beast is here. The illusion is coming from Isaiah 66, 23. Friend, God has opened the door for us to worship him forever and ever and ever and ever and live in his presence. And it starts every week on the Holy Sabbath day. We have the presence of God. If you're having tribulation, you're having a hard time enduring, you're not showing up in church, you're missing the help you need and the relationship with God that will get you through these things. The Bible teaches us that the Sabbath is temple time. And we will worship God in his temple forever and ever on the Sabbath. Why not start eternity right now by entering into God's rest? The victory song in Revelation 15 is a Sabbath victory song over forced worship at the end. I don't like being forced to come to church on Sabbath. Do you? Honey, where are you at? My wife would. She said, get up and get to church. It's good. But I don't like being forced. I want to come because I want to come. What about you? Why not start that way? The victory song in Revelation 15 is a Sabbath victory song. The Sabbath in Christ is about freedom in Christ. It shows that the final generation that will obey God will keep the Sabbath day holy because they are free in Christ. 
And they will enter into God's rest. They will not be forced to worship because they will not be forced. They will worship God in His way on His terms. And finally, they will stand on the sea of glass in fulfillment of Bible prophecy, singing the great Sabbath victory song of Revelation 15. Friend, for those who enter into God's rest at the end of time, the door will be open. The door shuts for those who choose to worship the beast in his image. The Bible says the door is shut. At the end of the world, which side of the door are you going to be on? Look at Revelation 15, verse 5. We'll end with these verses here. After this, I looked, and the temple of the tent of witness in heaven was opened. And out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, robed in pure bright linen, and their breasts girded with golden girdles. And one of the four living creatures gave the seven angels seven golden bowls full of the wrath of God who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God from His power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were ended. Friend, temple time is right now. It's right now kind of time. The door is open. Let's go in. Let's go in every time we can and stay in. And let's just stay in in the cycle of worship on the Sabbath until the storm has passed. And let's not worry about the door being shut behind us because we are locked in the ark for the final tribulation at the time of the end. Let's pray. Lord, Father, we're just grateful today that Jesus Christ is rest. That the truth is not ignorance. And that following the truth will deepen our peace in life and give us through the tribulation with endurance. May you bless your people, Lord. May there be no one here who's content to have a superficial walk with you. May we be empowered by that open door to open it in the lives of others, to come to God together and live forever in this way. In Jesus' name. Thanks for listening today to Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. We are a listener-supported ministry and would love for you to partner with us as we continue to present Christ-centered biblical truths of Scripture in practical and relevant ways. Call us right now at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Visit the website reachingyourheart.com to find out more about this ministry, Reaching Your Heart, and Pastor Michael Oxentenko. That's Reaching Your yourheart.com. 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can donate right there on the website, reaching yourheart.com. 888-244-HOPE. Thanks for listening. And as always, we do pray that God is reaching your heart. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.